Hello and welcome. This is Matt Hallern again, joined as always by Scott Stoffer, and this is the Enlightened Discipline Podcast. Scott is going to answer a question that I know many of you have knocking around in your brain. And that question is, can I retire? Now, this is literally the million-dollar question in some situations. So, Scott, break this down for us. How do you help people figure out if they can retire or not? Sure, Matt. You know, and, and this this topic really sort of came to me. It seems like in the last couple of months I've had a couple of different couples come to me um, as well as some people who are on their own just sort of saying, hey, you know, we know this retirement thing is out there. You know, we don't know if it's five years away, 10 years away, 15 years away, but we know we need to focus a little bit more on that. Can you help us figure it out? And and the other thing that, that was funny about this was that somebody said, you know, I was talking with my other advi- another advisor about this. And, you know, he kind of looked at a couple of our statements and, you know, kind of was talking with us and said, yeah, you should be okay. Oh, and, and I, I was like, that's it. Yeah, that doesn't you know, instill confidence, does it? Details and look at anything. You didn't have any homework or anything. And, hmm. and they were sort of saying, no, we didn't. And so I said, well, you know, we tend to do things a little a little differently. So when we get started with folks talking about trying to figure out, you know, can you retire? You know, we really start first with talking about their goals, their concerns you know, what are what are their preconceived ideas that they have about retirement, really trying to get a good sense of what they've always thought about and, and where they want to go. Then after that, it's a matter of doing some of the homework. And and this is where we try to work with people and as much as we can and make it easy for them. But at the end of the day, it's still collecting all the financial statements of all their accounts. It's getting a copy of their tax return, you know, their insurance policies, their estate planning documents, getting, you know, the Social Security statements, any pensions getting things about rental income. And, and lastly, it's, it's really, you know, having them sit down and, and work on a monthly budget. And if people have a hard time with that, well, that's what we do. We help them fill out those forms. We talk them through it. And so, you know, in a sense, it's really us becoming financial detectives for them hmm. trying to figure out what's going on. You know, I, I call that we go, you know, what is going on for them. And so we really try to get down into the details to look at that situation and, and sort of say, okay, this is everything you have. You know, what's funny about that is sometimes it's it's really helping them think about what I call their lazy investment accounts. Hmm. And by that, I mean the lazy investment accounts are the ones that you've kind of forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Oh, I worked at that company 10 years ago, and I know I have a little bit of money there. Maybe it's only 15000 but or maybe it's 50000 or maybe it's 100000 It really doesn't matter, but but we should be be doing something with that, right? So it's helping people get control of those lazy investment accounts. When it comes to giving people homework, I'm assuming that that's one of the biggest struggles that you have on your end is getting people to get their end of the work done. So would you mind talking to us a little bit about what your team does to keep them kind of their feet to the fire to make it so that they're going to get that homework done so that you can do your job? Yeah, that's a great question. And I, I think over time, and you know, all, you know, honestly, all advisors struggle with this a little bit. And what we have figured out is that if we can make a custom list for your homework, that seems to be a little bit better. Rather than just sending you something generically that mm-hmm. says, hey, here's a list of 30 items and you go through and figure out which ones you have. We have that conversation first where we say, you know, do you have this? Where did you used to work? Where do you work now? All these different things where we're trying to collect the details. And then we're making notes about it. And we're then we give them back a very specific homework assignment that says we need this statement from this financial institution for this job you had. 
you know, and, and what's cool about that is sometimes we're also walking them through the tax return. So the other day I had a, a couple that we were working with. And one of the funny things was, you know, I was looking at his W-2 statement and I noticed that he was having some some funds taken out. Um, and he happens to work in a union. And I said, you know, to his wife who I was working with, I said, hey, I think your husband might have a pension. You know, do you know about this? And she didn't know anything about it. Wow. And, you know, she asked her husband and he was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And so, you know, through that conversation, we were able to have them go back and actually get some projections. You know, and it was probably about a thousand dollars a month that he'll be able to have in retirement from an older job that he had. Hmm. And, uh, and they were sort of like, oh, we totally forgot about that. So what I've just sort of found with that homework is it's really about having people have something custom to their situation rather than just a generic list. The other thing we do, you know, is we try to um, set up some some time frames for it. Okay. So we ask them, when can you get this back to us? How can we help you? And then it's, you know, friendly reminders or sometimes we even break it down and say, OK, this week we need these three items from you. And then we focus on those three items. Sometimes we'll even go to some of the other professionals that they work with. You know, I'll, I'll send an email to their CPA kind of saying, hey, we need a copy of the tax return. So-and-so's copied on this. You know, can you send it to us with their approval, things like that. So we'll go out and reach out to some of those professionals to help people get that homework back to us. But again, it's, it's really, you know, as a, as a financial detective, we're in there, we're looking at trying to figure out, you know, their cash flow situation. A lot of times people will will know what they're spending, but they don't really think about it in terms of, are they gonna have those expenses in retirement? Mm -hmm. And that's what we do every day is, is helping people think through that. Break down a situation. So give us an example of somebody uh, that is probably like our listeners and, and tell us about their situation. Yeah, so recently I was working with a, a husband and wife and they came in and, and you know they were actually, you know, pretty well prepared more than most folks. I think their biggest concern was that they had about 70% of all their retirement savings just in cash. You know, it was probably five years ago that they had gotten concerned about something that happened in the market. Didn't really, you know, they knew they had a goal. And, and so they just went to cash and then they just never really changed after that. And so they came to us sort of saying, hey, we've, we've got, you know, all these different accounts. Um, it's in cash. You know, the husband had some health issues, um, some stress related stuff from work. So he was thinking, hey, can I really cut back? You know, they had some some real estate that they were doing. And so they had all these different things going on and they were kind of trying to figure out how do we make our 401k or IRA or, or Roth IRA work together? And, you know, the sort of analogy that I use sometimes is what we're really trying to do is it's like we're back in kindergarten and we're just trying to make everybody play well together. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes with your different accounts, you have no idea how to get your investment accounts to play well together. And that's what we do. We help people think through the 401ks, the IRAs, the Roth IRAs. If people have annuities, we, we talk to the annuities. If they have rental property, social security, all that kind of stuff. And we're stepping back, making sure that everybody can play well in the playground of their retirement. And, and that's, that's what we do. And, and in this situation, some of the things that they did really well that, that helped them because um, they kind of came to the process a little bit later than I would like normally. Uh, you know, they were about a year away from retirement. Oh, okay. But they were, <laughs> that's kind of unusual. Yeah. But they were really good savers and they always lived within the, what they earned. You know, they didn't have bad debt. They never got over their head with their finances. So things like that, it was, it was more of just a question of helping them organize. 
And then the other thing that I think about with this is that sometimes how you save money in the accumulation phase, as we call it, is really different than how you invest money for the distribution phase. And that's where we came in to help them in this situation was to really think about, oh, where do I take the, the money from and the accounts and mm -hmm. how do I balance? When do I take my Social Security? How does all that stuff work together? And, and that's, that's what we help them do. After you're done being that financial detective and meeting with them and finding out all of those uh, pieces, parts, and making sure everybody's playing together in the sandbox really well, how do you know if they can actually retire? Yeah. You know, what we're really trying to do is we start with some sort of base scenario. You know, normally it's going to be, okay, let's start, you know, for some people it might be worst case scenario. You got to work until your Social Security starts at, you know, what they call for retire full retirement age, which for most people is around 66 or 67 now. And so we'll say, okay, if you stop working then, or if work becomes optional, we say is then, can you do it? You know, we look at how much you're going to get from Social Security, what you have set aside in your different retirement accounts, what you have in all your different resources. We look at your expenses, taxes, that kind of stuff. And we say, let's look forward and say, how is this going to perform over the long run? We tend to maybe get a little technical here. Sometimes, you know, you want to do some some probability analysis on, on the returns of the portfolio to look at it. Um, so we're just going to go through and we're going to run that. And we're trying to look for something where the percentage of success for the client um, is, is at a range that, that we both feel comfortable with. Sometimes that's about 70%, sometimes it's 75. And that number might be a little higher than, than other advisors I've seen. But, you know, mm -hmm. it's just everybody's got their own their own barrier or, or bar of what they're trying to work with. But again, we're coming back to trying to come up with what that one scenario is, that base scenario. And if we see that it works, then we can get better. We can sort mm -hmm. of say, hey, well, what if we stop working at 62? You know, and if, if that works, well, hey, what if we stop working at 58? And then we're mm -hmm. going to start looking at some other things where what's the impact of healthcare? Mm -hmm. You know, what's the impact of longevity on them? So these are the kinds of things that we run through all the time. It's sort of secondhand nature to us. But for them, it's it's something that they really don't understand. You know, it's something you can go learn if you want, but sometimes your your time is spent better, I think, having, having us help you with it. So once we have some of those scenarios down, then we're going to come up with what the client thinks might be some best scenarios. On the flip side, if we get to a situation where that base scenario, maybe full retirement, 66, 67, we see some problems, mm -hmm. where maybe we only have like 40% chance of success or maybe 50%. Then we start working with folks around, okay, how do we solve this problem? Is it saving more? Um, you know, is it working later? You know, sometimes mm -hmm. we have people who want to work until their 70s because they just love what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But I don't think most people are like that. So then we start to look at, you know, hey, what can we do? What are other sources that can, can help us with retirement? Here in Silicon Valley, you know, sometimes that's the housing. I think I have probably 30% of my clients who, when they do retire, they sort of cash out on the home and, and move to someplace else where their housing is less expensive and they're able to make their retirement work in, mm -hmm. in that environment. I don't think everybody can do that across the nation. It really does depend on where you're at, but, but it works here for a lot of people. So it really is, you know, sort of a, a puzzle that we try to put together where we're helping people, where we're acting as the financial detective. But the key thing on all this is it really comes back to starting with their goals, what they want, what they've been thinking about, and sort of, you know, delicately helping people think through, can they do that or can they not do that? 
I like that you're calling audibles, right? So if they're not on track, you have different tools in your toolbox because I've heard advisors say this for a long time. You know, Matt, most people only retire once in their life. I help people retire every day. And so you've got plays in your playbook to pull out to say, okay, well, we know that your probability is going to go up exponentially if you work for another 18 to 24 months and if we cut this out and if we, you know, go ahead and sell your house and you move from, you know, this 1500 square foot house in Silicon Valley, that's millions of dollars to an apartment, right? So that's absolutely fantastic. Now, there are a couple of things that I have heard can really change everything. And until you have the conversation and know the probability of these things, um, it can it can lend to not the most um, applicable financial plan, and that really is inheritance. How do you begin that conversation, and how much weight do you, as a financial advisor and a financial detective, put on the probability of them getting an inheritance? Yeah, that's a great question, and lots of times we'll talk about it with people. and And first of all, you know, I always want to acknowledge if it is something that that somebody may or may not have, what a blessing it is, and. You know, uh, we all in some ways stand on the shoulders of those that came before us. And so, you know, some people do have a, have a real blessing that, that they think or there will be some sort of inheritance. The funny thing is we normally don't count it. We don't want to count on it. So I, I normally don't include it. The only times that, that I will include it is when there's some sort of situation where it's what we call an, an irrevocable trust where you know maybe it's mom that's still living or maybe it's dad that's still living and and their capacity is such that they can't manage their own finances anymore such that you know we have a good sense of how much they're spending and how much would be left over and mom and dad can't really change you know what's going to happen with the inheritance and those situations then we'll bring it into the scenarios and we'll actually use some some conservative estimates of what that will be and again, it's not the primary scenario. It's always a second, third, fourth scenario that we're walking through. Okay. And the situation where it's not guaranteed, right? It's not irrevocable or it can't be undone. And somebody needs it for their retirement. They need that inheritance to make it work. We'll still run some of the projections, but we really talk very um, keenly about, well, let's start first and make sure that your retirement, make sure that you understand the trade-offs you need to make now in, in the hope that that inheritance comes, but you really can't start retirement at that spending level, let's mm-hmm. say. So again, it's really trying to make sure that the inheritance is something that, that can't be changed. Then we, we sort of feel comfortable using it. But if it's not, then you know we'll use it in some projections, but we really want you to start off your retirement with the understanding that, gosh, I got to live as if it doesn't come to me because what mm-hmm. if mom and dad spend it all? Sure. So, you know, it's it's again, it's one of those things where it's not... Um, it's not something that's, I think, crystal clear, but that's one of the benefits, right, of working with us is because we've seen it work and not work for a lot of people. If somebody wants to do this on their own, which I obviously do not advise, and I think many other wouldn't, it's like going to WebMD and trying to find out what your diagnosis is, and you find out that you're dying from eight forms of cancer. But if somebody does want to try to do some of this on their own, um, what, how do you handle that? What should they do? Yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, and again, I I agree, you know, we just did a podcast, uh, I think it was, um, uh, that's a good question. Again, I I think it's hard for somebody to do on their own. And I know we've done some podcasts in the past about how to help people think through and what are some of the benefits of working with an advisor. 
So again, if somebody wants to do it on their own, um, it's not easy, but you, you remember it's something you can't screw up. But I think there are some good resources online. You can go to Vanguard, you can go to Fidelity, Charles Schwab, all those places have some, some pretty good retirement calculators on there. What I've seen with those is they're gonna be pretty straightforward. So you just need to be careful um, it's just like doing your own taxes. Bad information in a TurboTax is going to get your bad information out. So you want to make sure that what you're what you're putting into those calculators is pretty good. Um, but again, you know, in Silicon Valley, I have a lot of engineers come and, and talk to me sometimes, and I sort of view it as a as a pay it forward thing where they've got their spreadsheets. We walk through it, we look at it, and I sort of say, yeah, you know, I, th I think you're on track with that. Happy to do it. Um, in some of those situations, they come back and, and become clients later on when, when they don't want to be the ones managing it day to day. But in other times, it's just a way for me to sort of say, hey, I, you know, I think you're okay. Make sure you think about this and that. Here are the things that we make sure we focus on for clients. And, and that second opinion kind of helps them. So we've always offered that second opinion service, if you will, that sort of says, you know, come talk to us. I'll spend an hour with you looking at your situation and see if we can help you. Lots of times we want to cover some pretty interesting things. And then, then they'll say, well, maybe we should have somebody help us with this. If somebody does want some help, so they've heard what you've had to say, and they've been listening to some of the other podcasts that, that we've done, um, what should they do? How do they prepare uh, mentally and really tangibly to work with somebody like you, Scott? Yeah, that's a great question. And again, I think it was, um, it was podcast uh, 10 where we talked about how to use a coach or a teacher, and we sort of outlined how you go through and again, I think that you really want to work with somebody who's got a fiduciary standard, somebody who's really going to put your interests first. But other than that, it's just kind of pulling together all the different ideas and statements and homework about it and sort of getting organized. And, and again, that's what we can help with, really helping people get organized and thinking about um, where you want to go and, and how you're going to get there. So happy to do that. And this is uh, Matt Halloran for Scott Stoffer and the Enlightened Discipline Podcast. Thank you for listening, and we will see you soon.